I V M. Welcome to the Equity Sahiya podcast with Motilal Oswal Asset Management Company. This podcast will delve into the investment insights and philosophies of Motilal Oswal Asset Management Company and speak about the frameworks used by them to assess various sectors for investment. Folks, welcome to the Equity Sahiya podcast brought to you by Motilal Oswal Asset Management Company where we look at sectors, their potentials, and the opportunity for growth from the investment philosophy of Motilal Oswal. My guest today is Shrey Lunkar, Fund Manager PMS at Motilal Oswal Asset Management Company. Shrey, welcome to the show. We're going to be talking about life insurance. Let's talk about this very basic product, okay? Because all of us need life insurance. Not all of us have it. Let's first understand what the product is all about. We'll then get into the evolution of the sector, where it stands today the growth potential, and then obviously for our listeners, how do they really choose a good life insurance stock? Let's start with that. Thank you, Anupam, for having me over. So, as life insurance, the name suggests, um, you should just think about life. Uh, what is life? Life is all about uh, living a good life and making sure your family lives a good life and then post-retirement also living a good life. Mm. And that is what simply it means. So, if I was to just say, describe a typical man's journey in India, uh, you start earning at the age of 25 to 28. The moment you start earning, you become the bread earner to your family. And if something happens to you, um, then your family shouldn't suffer if you are not the bread earner anymore, if you're not alive anymore. And that is the reason why a life insurance or a protection comes into play. So the moment you start earning, logically, you should be buying protection so that till the time you are behind you, your family shouldn't suffer if something unfortunate happens to you. The second part is then you start saving because at some point you will retire in life. Mm. You will not work perpetually. So you start accumulating wealth, which is called a retirement pool, which you create through the products like ULIPs and traditional products and power policies and pension products. Mm. You keep accumulating these savings pool so that it can take care of your post-retirement needs because post-retirement your regular income will fall and that's when the income from these retirement pools to start substituting so essentially what it means is it's it's about making sure that your family doesn't go through any bad times from now all the way during retirement post-retirement everything sure this is interesting right because we're talking about the about the working life span of an individual is he or she starts working at 25 and retires at 65 right so it's like a 40 year product that life insurance can offer which makes it actually very Unique. And there are three phases you mentioned, right? First uh, is protection, which is when you're young and you want to just have a nice cover that, uh, God forbid, if anything happens to you, your family is well taken care of. As you grow older, you come to the savings part or the accumulation part, which is where you're actually uh, making a corpus. You're earning more. So you should be saving more and your corpus increases. Four, which is the third part, the retirement. Okay, So that once you retire, you have a monthly income and you're well taken care of. Have I understood the product right out there pretty much pretty okay. well fantastic so let, let's let's move into the evolution part right? it's fascinating stuff out here at one point of time this industry all it had was LIC and I remember you know whenever so my dad I think when I was born he would have some relative or the other saying that LIC le lo. That, 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 that entire thing of having a life, life insurance sold to you by someone who's within the family right that was what 20-30 years ago and today 
I think you've got massive amount of private players and our understanding of life insurance has also changed. Let's go through the evolution. Actually, so as you rightly said, Anupam, LIC is very synonymous to life insurance industry in general because each one of us have heard about it. If not use the product, we would be definitely heard about it. The brand recall is very strong and that's for a reason because this is a product which is a very uncomfortable product to sell because you're talking about death and you're talking about mortality and you're talking about savings and post-retirement and high inflation. That is why a brand just matters and a brand like LIC becomes much easier for a person to sell. Also, one thing we need to imagine and remember always that, you know, this industry opened up much later than any other industry. So until 2000, it was only and only LIC that used to dominate life insurance policies. It's only in 2000 when the private sector started coming into this space. So they just, just about, they just about had 18 years. And within that 18 years also, if you really cut, the life is just into two halves. From 2000 to 2008-9, the market had a runway and private insurance really came about only and only because of one product largely, which was ULIP. ULIP was a product which LIC never used to sell. That is why they had to come up with this product and it, this product they really pushed very hard and that time we were in a roaring bull run. So this product really took off also very well with For the, the benefit of our listeners, you, the ULIP stands a unit linked insurance plan. plan. Okay, which means that, you know, you're... You pay a certain premium, it goes towards certain units which you get when you either end the policy or when the term of the policy ends or whatever it is. Right? So, it's okay. a, in simple words, it's a mutual fund investment plus a term life policy attached to sure. it. Sure, okay. Yeah. So, that is what happened and that what led to suddenly from 0% market share in 2000 and 2009, there was, there was, the private sector had 30% market share. But however, this ULIP product was getting missold a lot and not many investors because we were in a one-way bull run, not many investors understood the risk that can you know, come out of it. And as a result, the regulator came down pretty heavily on the charges and on the product structures and everything and, they, and which led to a consolidation. So this industry literally consolidated for the next four to five years after that. Uh, just to give you an idea, so in 2009, 60% of the products in India that was sold were ULIP. Wow. But in 2018, or that is now, you have just about 27% of the products which are sold are ULIP. Amazing. In 10 years? In 10 years. This is the level of consolidation we've gone through. Another way of looking at consolidation is 10 years ago, private sector as a as a total private sector industry, they used to have 25% more number of agents than LIC. So if LIC used to have 12 lakh agents, private sector life insurance companies used to have 15 lakh agents. So that's 25% more than LIC. Today, private sector has 25% less agents than LIC. Wow. But they've still retained the market share because they have pivoted away from a, uni a single product and they've diversified their product portfolio just to ensure that they can run the entire journey with the customer. That 40-year journey we spoke about from that protection to journey. accumulation to retirement. Yes. So that's really interesting, right? Because in India, this industry is some, I think, less than 20 years old for the private sector. For, for life insurance also, it's, uh, it's been much older. But at a global level, when you look at developed economies, whether it's US or Japan, life insurance is what hundreds of years old. What's the peculiarity between the Indian in life insurance sector and the global one then? That's a very interesting question, Anupam. So, you know, broadly there are many differences, but I'll just restrict it to just two big differences which makes which which makes the most statistical relevance. One is that globally life insurance companies take more risk because they actually sell you products on a defined benefit basis. That means today you're giving me 100 rupees, I'll give you 100 rupees for the next 20 years. And after 20 years, I'll get one lump sum amount, which is guaranteed. 
uh, and that guarantee amount is much more and that is why the interest rate risk that these life insurance companies take globally is much more than what we indian companies take i'll just illustrate this with a data point you know typically in any life insurance companies investor deck you will see a sensitivity and this sensitivity matters because you're dealing with a 20 year product so one change in macro variable can lead to very varied outcomes on the on the company's profitability so if let's assume if we are talking about china a 50 basis points that is 0.5% sensitivity to company's profitability to 0.5% of interest rate change is about 15% but in india it is just about 1 or 2% wow okay. so we are far less sensitive to any macro variable today because our balance sheets are very very uh, carrying very low risk of any kind which also implies that we are making less money than the global companies we are making margins between 20 to 25% versus global companies make 40 to 45% mm. margins now this is the journey that we are starting because this is part of the evolution today we are like this 10 years later we will be more closer or more cloning the global uh, business model mm. that means our risk on the balance sheets will go up but that also means the commensurate profitability will come in so okay. our margins can actually double over the next 10 to 15 years so we will convert to global standards at some point of time in the long term that is just normally part of the evolution okay yes. let's um talk about the size of the opportunity right because i know that from motilal oswal's perspective you've got this very nice way of sizing up sectors and having a very simple and a clear framework or methodology to say that okay this is the kind of opportunity that lies ahead for this sector so let's talk about that so penetration has has a, you know you can look at penetration in a many in many ways but i'll just i'll just keep it simple so let's look at just one macro data point and one couple of micro data points um macro data point is you know one very simple one that you can look at it is total sum assured to gdp we are at 60% but you know in us it's 200% that means of the gdp two times the gdp is actually sum assured or insured by the insurance companies but in india it is less than 100% so the the runway just by way of protection mm. is very high and just to explain sum assured it's like saying that if i am an uh, if i'm someone who has a salary of 10 lakhs i take a policy of 1 crore so the sum assured is 1 crore yes. versus my income and that yes. 1 crore is the is is what i'll get if i die yes. right so that is sum assured okay that sure. is sum assured and you know the now coming to the micro data points um so as i said you know we were always a predominant savings market we were just going up the curve on protection and pension and annuity and which are the main products these are very long term products ulip or any traditional product is very investment oriented but these are products which are very critical to a well being of any family and to there we are we are still very very early in our penetration just to give you an idea broadly as per our estimates about 50 lakh pure protection or term insurance policies will be there in india today 50 lakh as a number is just too small just think about it we have about 2 crore cars on the road or we have about 10 crore bikes on the road and you still have only 50 lakh of that population something's off out there right because you've got what 6 7 crore taxpayers or anywhere passport holders taxpayers at any base that you take for india leave alone that 125 crore population 50 lakhs is too small a number too small a number okay. so this itself has a massive runway and also the 
कॉन्सेप्ट ऑफ थिंकिंग अबाउट पेंशन एंड एन्यूटी टूडे इन इंडिया वी आर वेरी यूनिक बिकॉज वर्सेज ग्लोबली बिकॉज इन ग्लोबली गवर्नमेंट्स टेक केयर ऑफ द सोशल सिक्योरिटी ऑफ द फैमिली इन इंडिया वी गवर्नमेंट सपोर्ट रियली कम्स ओनली एट द एक्सट्रीम बॉटम वेस ऑफ द बॉटम ऑफ द पिरामिड्स इट डजेंट कम टू द मिड इन द मिडिल क्लास ऑफ द अपर मिडिल क्लास सो वी हैव टू लुक आफ्टर आर सेल्स एंड आर पोस्ट रिटायर सेविंग्स एंड दैट इज वाई पेंशन एंड एन्यूटी इज अ डेफिनेट गैप विच कैन फिल अप and that is why these products have a massive runway and they have just about started so today where we are we are at the cusp of that maturing customer mindset where the mindsets are opening and accepting these new products as an integral part of its economical uh, aging journey mm-hmm. the second is what is happening is today lot of digital adventure is happening because lot of products are getting sold digitally insurance companies are being pushed to make simpler products earlier life insurance product used to be very very complicated oh, damn complex i have to sit down with an excel file to figure out what exactly is this product about and what the rates are you right about that absolutely and that is why it was a very touch business every agent used to sell a life insurance policies but today if machines or if computers have to sell life insurance policies they have no other option but to simplify these policies and the moment you simplify you know the penetration typically goes up far 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 more the last bit on the you know where we are today is what is different about today than before is Uh, as i said in 2009 10 the regulator came down very heavily on the life insurance companies and changed a lot of regulations and put lot of uh, constraints around its growth today what we understand and what we observe is that the regulator also has a growth mindset because even the regulator is realizing that life insurance companies play a very integral part in filling the gap which a social security is supposed to fill in a country like india and that is why the growth mindset is coming in and letting new products get innovated so that there is a product for every different type of a customer mm, which is like saying that the people need to take care of their own you know of their own social security rather than leave it on the on the government so it makes better sense for uh, the regulator to actually push for the product to be taken by the public right absolutely so there's one thing that i want to talk about out here right because um as any industry grows not just insurance but you know any other industry grows and as they get volumes there's always an impact on cost okay which is premiums in this case what's been the trend out here how uh, expensive or cheap is it for someone to start an insurance uh, plan today versus i don't know maybe it was 10 years ago that's a, that's a brilliant question uh, anupam actually if you really look at it on a like to like basis uh, most of the consumer categories have only been inflating in india you talk about mobile phones you talk about cars you talk about motorbikes you talk about cable phones uh, there are only two categories which have not inflated in the last 5 6 years one is mobile phone mm. and the second is <laughs> you mean tariffs the tariffs <laughs> in the mobile phones <laughs> yeah, of course and the second is insurance i didn't so know that okay. insurance cost you know compared to 5 years ago or 10 years ago will be at least 30 to 40% lower like to like basis wow and that is the concept when you when many customers go in for the same product your scale efficiencies gets benefited uh, it brings down the cost of the product and that is what is happening in this comp- this industry as well and it will keep happening right you keep happening let's take a you know back from there about the future absolutely what do you see happening now in the next whatever So Five as I said years. given the underpenetration in this industry and given the need the genuine need in each one of our lives uh, of this product uh, this industry can continue to grow at 10 to 15% for the next 10 to 15 years the runway is very long it's a very longevated runway path that we are looking at and it can continue to grow at 10 to 15% but what is more interesting anupam is that as i said because our margins are half of global standards and we will as we are taking more risk on our balance sheets 
the margins can actually increase even more from where we are and as a result the profit growth could be lot lot higher than just the revenue growth and which means that investors can actually make far more money than 10 to 15% in life insurance industry also what happens is that in the future two things will happen distribution structure will evolve a lot it is more because customer is going to demand that a customer is going to demand that i am going to come only on the internet and i'm going to buy a product only on the internet so you give me a simple product which i can understand and compare uh, second is today banks are the biggest distributors of life insurance as we move forward the insurance companies will have to diversify their own distribution channel beyond banks so that means they will start building their own channel also and a proprietary channel also so these new models of distribution will also come in which will open up new customer segments which were not being addressed so far this is a tremendously tough industry to make profits i'm assuming right because you've got your product you know your revenue comes in every year but your costs are up front so this is the industry profitable as of now so the industry is profitable at an aggregate level but as you said this is an accounting issue because when i sell a life insurance product i'm selling a product for 15 years but the cost of acquiring you i have to expense out in year 1 that is the way our accounting norms are today so all the expense is upfronted but all the revenues will come over the next 15 years so that is why as the companies become older the gestation in in life insurance industry is always longer because the first 6 7 years you barely make any money but after 8th year 7th year 9th year you start making a lot of money because your old customers become bigger versus your new customers that you are acquiring yeah. that's the maturity curve we will go to Uh, over the next 10 years but we are still away from it which brings me to the final part of uh, of this episode you know the the one takeaway for our listeners which is how do you identify a good stock in the sector you know and i just want to put in some perspective out here for for our listeners there hardly any life insurance stocks in india right uh, and they're new i don't think they're more than a couple of years old um, i'm hoping that as we go on Uh, there are about fifteen, twenty private sector players in there are about twenty-four in? private, twenty-four. So and we have only a handful of people, uh, a listed. handful of companies who are actually listed. So that you know that opportunity, hopefully, will come in the future also. So for for our listeners, how do we identify a good life insurance stock? It's a very complicated way of looking at life insurance company, but I'll try and simplify it. There's a, there's a three point framework, a very very simplified framework that I follow. Uh, generally, a company that we will bet on is a company which we know is very innovation focused because as i said there are different type of customers and customers which we have not reached out to and there is a different need for that customer has a different way of reaching to that customer so i we would look at companies we will respect companies which are more innovation driven and uh, can capture this opportunity the second thing is we also need because it's a 15 year 20 year product you need a trusted brand so brand matters a lot more it's like you're talking about a consumer company out here absolutely but in a consumer company you can still change loyalties but over here once you take a life insurance policy you're tied to him for the time that you will continue with him second is a company which focuses on diversifying its product portfolio because any company which is unilaterally focused on one particular product portfolio will bring in its own set of volatility as i said these are very linked to macro variables the sensitivity is very high to macro variables so i would prefer companies which have a very diversified product portfolio and a dis- diversified distribution channel so that they are not 
ओवरली डिपेंडेंट ऑन वन पर्टिकुलर डिस्ट्रीब्यूशन चैनल एंड द लास्ट थिंग बींग दैट वी नीड कंपनीज बिकॉज इट्स अ लॉन्ग टर्म बिजनेस वी नीड कंपनीज विच हैव अ लॉन्ग टर्म फोकस एंड दे आर नॉट फोकसिंग ऑन शॉर्ट टर्म गेन्स एंड रियली ट्राइंग टू अवॉइड द एक्ट ऑफ मिस सेलिंग बिकॉज दिस प्रोडक्ट बींग सो कॉम्प्लेक्स इट ऑलवेज कैन रिजल्ट इन टू एन एक्ट ऑफ मिस सेलिंग विच इवेंचुअली अफेक्ट्स ब्रांड सो इट बिकम्स एंटी यू नो एंटी लॉन्जिविटी एट सम पॉइंट दैट्स वाई यू वुड प्रिफर कंपनीज विच आर वेरी वेरी रेजर शार्प फोकस्ड ऑन attacking and controlling misselling and making sure that their growth is a very good quality of growth and that's an important point right because there's always this you know since you spoke about consumer companies there's always this temptation of market share versus margins and this is an extremely consolidated company i've not heard of any new uh life insurance company starting in the last i don't know 5 10 years so i think this is not a sector where new companies are going to come in right So, what's the market share like out here for these companies? Out, I mean, uh, how consolidated is? Just to give an idea to our listeners. So, the barriers to entry are very high. Uh, however, today also we are somewhere. We are we are the market share has not changed because, as I told you, LIC still carries a very strong brand recall, and brand, as I mentioned, is is a very important pivot. LIC comes around with a very strong brand. However, LIC is not agile. LIC is not efficient. LIC will not capture this newer set of customers that are coming up, and that is what the opportunity for the private sector is. So, all said and done, today also where the private sector is, this market share will shift to private sector more than public sector. But LIC is a very very commendable uh, competition mm. versus say a PSU banks. uh versus say a uh, psu general insurance companies but uh, lic is a very commendable and very uh, very well entrenched and very high distribution reach insurance company however just because the agility private sector will start gaining more market share as we go forward at the industry level at the industry and level. within the private sector player the top 3 would be how much of uh, within of, the industry of, of the private sector pie so within the top industry uh, within the industry the private sector industry the top 3 players would be about uh, 15 to 20% of the 50% sure okay so essentially it. you have 30% or 40% of the market share consolidated between the top 3 okay fantastic so folks on that note uh, this is a wrap on the episode uh, just some winding up notes um, uh, what shrey said about the private sector players quite you know there are just a few of them but to have a framework is very important when you're going to choose which stock you want to invest in so you want to just uh, keep that in mind That is a wrap on the Equity Say Hai podcast, where we spoke about life insurance. We spoke about what the product is, its evolution, uh, where it stands today, and the future. My guest was Shail Unkar, fund manager, PMS at Motilal Oswal Asset Management Company. Thank you so much for joining us. And that's a wrap on the Equity Say Hai podcast, brought to you by Motilal Oswal Asset Management, where we spoke about life insurance. We spoke about what the product is, its evolution, where it stands today, and the future. My guest was Shail Unkar. Fund Manager PMS at Motilal Oswal Asset Management Company. I'm your host Anubham Gupta B50 on Twitter. Thank you so much for joining us. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, check out other podcasts on the IVM Podcast Network. How many times have you motivated yourself to improve your sleep or lose weight or be more productive? How many times have you failed? Hi, my name is Ashtin Doctor. Tune into my show The Habit Coach podcast where we focus on creating small tiny habits to improve your life instead of those big impossible tasks. So make listening to me a habit every Monday, Wednesday and Friday on the IVM podcast app or ivmpodcast.com or on your favorite podcasting app. How aware do you think you are of your laws and rights? 
Do you look up to laws when you are caught up in situations? Do you know what your rights are when you're stuck somewhere bad? Well, here's a show that can help you move an inch closer to being aware of what your rights are. Tune in to Know Your Kanoon with me, Amar Rana. This is a podcast meant to answer all your law-related queries. Catch Know Your Kanoon every week on the IVM website or the app or anywhere you get your podcast from.